Meredith, you noted that there's some robot noises today. Yeah. Just Mike, right? Yeah, I was having a hard time understanding him in a couple places. Do I sound like a musical robot? Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast Too Beautiful to Live in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I am Bobby Pape, and I am joined by our full roster of co-hosts this morning in Dallas, Texas, where her delicate ears framed a button nose. It's Meredith Mahan. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning. And in Everett, (laughs) Washington, with a pair of arched eyebrows that look down on sweeping eyelashes, it's Christy Wise. Hello. And finally, in Austin, Texas, the man with the Eden green eyes that were a sparkle with the joie de vivre like two barrel green jewels melted onto snow, it's Mike Frizzell. What? Wow. I can't believe you came up with all of that. I'm so all, touched. All on your own. Thank you, Bobby. All I had to do was Google how to describe a beautiful co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, good morning, Monday morning. It's um, it's a Rytix Watix edition of your LRB Week in Review, and we'll start with some LRB business. Uh, hopefully a Lions update, and most definitely an apology for Mike, followed by your week in review, including a very special new-to-you clip of the week, followed by housekeeping and how to get involved. But before we start our review, um, Christy Wise, way off early in the morning on the West Coast. <laughs> did uh, we get some Ellie Hoops action this weekend? Um, we did. It wasn't that exciting, except that Ellie had lost her tooth. So she was very excited to show and tell everybody on the team <laughs> so that was that was pretty cute did she have the tooth with her did, did she carry it with her yes no she She'd doesn't know where it is cashed, oh she, she doesn't know where it is the tooth fairy took it already i received her on thursday from her mother with no tooth <laughs> and oh. when i asked her, when it happened her mom didn't know it had happened so we don't know when it happened. Well, to be fair, Christy, it's it right in the middle of her mouth. It's pretty hard to miss. No, I. she may have swallowed it. Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, didn't she notice, like, with her tongue or looking in the mirror? Um, no. She did not notice that she had a missing tooth. I guess not. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, she's very excited. Um, first thing she said, I can't wait to show my coach. I think she's very enamored with him. She thinks oh, okay. that he uh, um, is the best at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> she won't listen to anyone else. She says, nope, coach says I have to do it like this. I'm actually just impressed you guys got Steph Curry to coach that team. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. <laughs> he is the best. <laughs> um, she thinks he has a really cool name. which is, it's His first name is DJ. Hmm. She's very eh. excited about names that are letters. I'm medium on DJ. <laughs> the kid who makes all the baskets made a lot of baskets and did a lot of uh, victory runs 
rounds. Oh, he's still so. doing that for every basketball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what I've noticed is that he does is he sprints the full length and then jumps up and tries to, like, uh, jump and, like, grab the hoop. But he's three feet tall. <laughs> Wait so a minute. it never actually works. Wait a minute. So they're playing full court, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so he makes a bucket. Mm-hmm. And then he runs back on the defensive end and tries to grab the hoop. Yes. Okay. Well, at least he's Full getting sprint. back on defense. I can I can get behind that as someone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know as much as as Coach Dreamy eyes, but I can tell you <laughs> that getting back on defense is important. Right. I mean, it's it's smart, and he tries to jump up and and grab it. Um, and then what was the um. Oh, so the other coach brought these things. This is a new thing in kids basketball, which is they wear colored arm wrist things. Do you know this? You mean sweat sweatbands? Well, normally it's sweatbands, so there'll be two green. So if you are green, you only guard the green person. Oh. And it helps them to understand who they're supposed to be guarding. Okay. But this coach brought them, and they were just those tiny little live strong ones. Mm-hmm. So some of those kids it fell off. There was one kid who wore it all the way up to his, up to his uh, like bicep because it kept falling off. Mm-hmm. And also, they didn't actually train them on how this is going to work. Okay. So it just it made it worse. So can't they just say? Um, just point to the kid they're supposed to guard and they can recognize that kid. That, Why does there have to say. be a color <laughs> involved? It, like all the kids, I saw a picture. I saw the, you know, waiting for the team picture. All the kids mm-hmm. on her team look very different from each other. I imagine that's the way it is with the other teams too. You just say, exactly. you guard her or you guard him. That's what I think. Hmm. I, I don't understand it. And the fact that they just brought it on rate at rate when they, blew the whistle to start the game doesn't make really it just introduces another thing to make them confused right (laughs) so this was the third week of basketball or fourth week fourth and they're playing five weeks right yeah well we have two more games okay are are they getting better is everyone getting better yes there's a there's a um what i like to call a kobe because that's the last time I knew of a um, basketball player that was a ball hog. Yes. There's a Kobe on the team. Is that kid also doing endorsements for Nutella? <laughs> Nutella isn't allowed in school, Bobby's. Bobby, it's nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he he uh, hogs the ball. This isn't the, good, cast. this isn't the kid that scores all the buckets. He's good. It's just, he is good. Okay. Yeah, there's there's uh, probably four good kids on the team, which Ellie is one of them because I count if you can dribble. Yeah. While you are moving down the court, that means you're good. So mm-hmm. there's four of what eight kids on the team that are good. Okay, that's a pretty good ratio. But yeah. the one kid is just a black hole. He gets the ball and then. And then no one, no one else is going to get the ball. Push kids down on his team to get oh, it. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Ellie actually yelled at him um, last week and said, "Stop defending me! I'm on your oh, team." Oh, he was that one because he was one. trying to get the ball from her because he just wants yeah. the ball. Yeah, and he, she was shooting this week, and he kept trying to grab it out of her hands, and she just stopped. And she's like, "Stop doing that! It's not nice." Uh, what's the coach? 
say into that kid? Or, and are the kid's parents there? Are they trying to stop him from being a jerk? Oh no, the dad's a dad's a pretty big uh, helicopter. My son's going to be the best at basketball ever. Mm. Kind of dad. All the yeah. other parents are yelling, uh, "Shoot, shoot or pass! Shoot or pass!" That's what we all yell. Mm-hmm. Um, but his dad's just like, "Take it, shoot it." <laughs> mm. Yeah, you 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 miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I'm sure that's his philosophy. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Mike, before yes. we can start our week in review, I believe you also have an apology for us. I, I do. Um, and this time I'm apologizing on someone else's behalf. I'm apologizing on Luke and Andrew's behalf this week because there were two days where a significant amount of time was spent on postal abbreviations. And I want to apologize to the listeners of, of uh, TBTL for having to sit through that. If you did successfully sit through both of those extended conversations, um, uh, now you know what it's like. You know I, how I like to brag about how I've been in prison? Now you know what it's like <laughs> to have endured something so horrible. I'm very sorry you all had to sit through that. That's all I have. <clears throat> waka, well, waka, right. waka. Oh, and Bobby, I'm kind of mad at you for for using for saying uh, what was it, Wawritex or Rywatex? No, we are. This is the Watex, Matex, right? Rytex, Watex. I think. <sighs> yeah, because I tried to do it in the order of introduction. So Rhode Island, Texas, Washington. Yeah, Texas. and that's the last time that's going to happen. Yeah, it's one strike. <clears throat> Just trying to. Work with what we were given this week, guys. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You had to you do a it. tough job. Let's get this going. Start. It's going to be a quick week, right? Starting with yes. Monday, 2040. Leave no lemon spice behind. There was some new X Files audio in the intro tape that made me happy. And Andrew is using a new to him microphone, used new microphone. Uh, Luke spent last weekend with friends, and Andrew is calcified. Can I can just, I talk about the X Files thing for a second? I'm yeah. I'm not an X Files person, and I'm sort of out of the loop. But I did see a little bit of I think it, I forget which night it came on. You probably know, but I saw some of it. It looked good. I mean, is this something that's been in the works for like a long time, or did they just reboot this pretty quickly? There was a movie at some point. I mean. People are really excited. If you're on Twitter. I've been hearing about this reboot for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And it's yeah. everybody on board. All the actors are there. It seems like uh, a lot of the major players are there. The movies were a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the the movie that bridges from the old series to now was in 2008. I'm not doing that off the top of my head. I did have to look that up. <laughs> um, it definitely has been a while. We rewatched the X-Files series I don't know, last year or something, last couple of years. And you can definitely tell um, Jillian Anderson still looks pretty good, but David Duchovny is definitely jowly mm-hmm. a lot more than he was. Is the you know, is the reboot good? Have you watched it? Has anybody seen it? I watched the first couple of episodes. I watched the whole first episode and, and some of the second episodes. Sam was watching it. I was in and out. Um, it's different. Um they're definitely trying to make it very modern. So there's a lot of 2015 
2016 topical stuff. Gotcha. Um, Some ripped from the headlines type stuff. Well, there's like a lot of modern politics Mm -hmm. mixed in, but uh, I'll reserve judgment for now. I'm going to keep watching. It's only a six episode season or something. Oh, so they're going British style on it. Mm -hmm. Is it going to keep going on or is this just one of those supposed to be a one-off? Yeah. Who knows if that's true or not. Right. If there's money. I've been really enjoying watching them together in interviews. They were on Jimmy Kimmel and just did an adorable interview together. I just love them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're the best. Um, Okay. I just wanted to to figure it out. So I I just know that Twitter was going nuts the last couple of weeks and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But I guess, uh, I guess it's back on now. So cool. It's on my radar a little bit more, maybe. Well, I don't know. People love this show, but she's from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, and right. our moms are friends. And like her, she's she's older than me, so I didn't really meet her. I've met her a couple times, but um, her brother and I were really good friends, and he taught me how to play blackjack in latchkey daycare. Cool. And our little sisters are really good friends with each other, and blah blah blah. So there's a lot of family connections, and so uh, I try to keep track of what what she's up to. And the the <laughs> when I remember the day that the X Files first premiered in whatever that was the early nineties, and my mom was sitting on the couch and she goes, "Oh, poor Jillian, another project that isn't going to go anywhere." Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, get a load of this crappy show. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Andrew went to a brunch where a waiter called him out for liking his sausage. He said a lot of weird sausage things. Yeah. I want you to dip your sausage in this. Yeah. Do something new with your sausage. Yeah. My head was stuck on, sounds like my last date just over and over and over during the whole (laughs) conversation. Yes. Uh, What is this lemon and Tabasco? That was the sauce or did I mishear that? Yeah, no, that's what he said. That's weird. I'd try it. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Here's a question, Mike. Uh, you're well. You you and Meredith are both in Texas, but Mike specifically because you have some Louisiana connections with your mm-hmm. better half. Um, Tabasco or Frank's? Um, I think it's usually Tabasco, but there's Louisiana hot um, is present in most households. Down there, okay. more than Tabasco, I think. I think uh, and they're then for two different purposes. Yeah, Franks oh yeah, for Tabasco. Franks, yeah, that's a different, mm-hmm. that's a different deal because that's that's like a, you know, you right because that's I'm an all over sauce, not not just a sauce. Right. No, I'm very pro Franks, and I'm not a big Tabasco fan, so I'm always interested. I'm always I'll ask for hot sauce at a restaurant and wait and hope it's going to be Frank's and when it's Tabasco I I sort of get sad. Now Frank's isn't too prevalent down here. Hmm. Texas Pete. Yeah, the you find Texas Pete in some places. A place that uh, I pick up food sometimes. That's the hot sauce they give you to go. All right. We don't have to keep doing hot sauce talk, but <laughs> boy, it was a lot of meat on that breakfast buffet. Well, you know, the packets they give us at that restaurant, seven and seven eighths months. That's the, <laughs> that's how long they last. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, we got Papa John's last night here and you were telling me how long on the garlic butter? Uh, that's seven and three quarters months. 
on a the trick garlic question. Butter. It's not going to last that long. <laughs> yeah, there's no way <laughs> in your house it's going to last that long. It's already gone. Uh, we get talk of the Mark Russell Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. Which I'm happy I could do my part. Uh, boy, somebody policed that real hard. It comes back up later in the week. But um, <laughs> boy, that was only up for a few hours. <laughs> I um, I sent it to Luke. Uh, I took a screenshot and I also linked it. Cause, but I sent the screenshot just in case, and it did get policed pretty fast after that. And uh, but not by Mark Russell. <laughs> yeah, later in the week. <laughs> that makes I a better story, to- though, doesn't it? If yeah, someone's so- always looking at their own Wikipedia page. Well, maybe it was him. We don't. They're actually- not allowed to edit your own. Are yeah, you? you're not supposed they, to. They locked down on that. Um, I've tried with my jobs Wikipedia page for my group and they've yelled at me tracking my IP address. I'm just looking to see if Luke's Wikipedia page is up to date. It looks like it mostly is. Oh man. Are you going to put it on there? <laughs> no, but somebody else should please go. Uh, well, they have I, to say- I, I'm one strike away from being banned from my IP editing Wikipedia. <laughs> I can tell <laughs> because you'll know. They said on the show that uh, the person who had edited Mark Russell's Wikipedia page had also edited the Coast to Coast page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> and, what was it? I think it was that bottomless pit somewhere in Washington. Right, right. That I had changed to say was just a basket of Red Robin French fries. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm on thin ice with the Wikipedia. Hey, that's as legit as any other theory on that hole. Exactly. <laughs> but I, if uh, whoever edits Luke's page, just don't say that Luke is known for his drawings of tall ships. It, it should be Luke's sidekick, Andrew Walsh, mm-hmm. is known for his drawings of tall ships because that is true. I feel like Andrew is rising in prominence. We should be able to get him his own Wikipedia page. I don't think he has one. Sure. Personal life, Professor Bananas. And General <laughs> Kiddington, what's the other one? So somebody, it, it, there must be some real Wikipedia people in our reach. There are just, we reach so many nerds of different flavors. Someone out there, and we love you all. You must. I think he's had his own late night talk show on the radio, named mm-hmm. after him. He's a co-host on a public radio podcast now. Um we got to make this work, right? He's a sausage connoisseur. He wears a communist hat, so we have to. Yeah. The government should keep an eye on him. Prominent <clears throat> scootabouter. Yes, oh, that's the worst part. <laughs> uh, our top story for Monday: Andy McDowell is offended because she had to fly in what she called tourist class. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Have you guys? That's oh. European, right? Don't the Europeans say that? Yeah, I think so. Well, this is America. That. I don't I think know. it's offensive. I, it is. It, it, it seems is. reductive in some way to me. It I is. can't quite put my finger on it, though. It's not as bad as steerage, which is what yeah. my rich boss used to call it. <laughs> well, that's what I call it, even when I'm sitting in it. <laughs> yeah, Christy, we swap rich old boss stories once in a while. I've mentioned this freelance mm-hmm. client I had. He insisted to me when I tried to book a bunch of us at the Hilton in Midtown, New York, that it was a bus stop. Whoa. I could see that. I like that. (laughs) 
Sorry, that was just my I Andy <laughs> McDowell, who hasn't been in anything relevant since 1996. Uh, upset that she what well, was because she was flying with her dog. Yeah. And they wouldn't let the dog in first class. I, I don't understand that rule. I mean, if you if a dog is getting on the flight, dogs on the flight. You paid for your seat. The dog's with you. I, I so I'm kind of on her side a little bit. If she hadn't said tourist class, what she was saying seemed perfectly reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe she legitimately didn't know it's called coach. I think she said coach later in the apology at some point. Yeah, because someone probably told her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she right. probably Thousands flies all over Europe and they her. call it tourist class and she she just slipped, I think. Mm-hmm. She was in Magic Mike XXL, so I guess I can't say nothing relevant. Also the <laughs> reboot of Fo- Footloose. Oh. She was the worst part of it, but <laughs> Was all she right. was she the mother in that? Yes. Was she like Okay. Let's move on to a story that you'll all find more adorable. The hound dog that runs the half marathon. <laughs> I love that story. Does he get the medal? They they said they put it on him. I can't yeah. imagine you're going to take it back off. I, I saw the picture. Emily showed me the picture and he is so adorable. He looked like he could run another one. it's a she dog, isn't it? Oh, right. There I go. Assuming it's a he. The runner was a girl. I'm going to wink at all the <laughs> she dogs. But, um... Does does the dog also get the sticker to put on its car? Twenty six point two. Yeah, that dog's become insufferable. At Excuse parties. me, thirteen point one half marathon. Half marathon. Half. You're right. Yeah, we had uh, hound dogs. The, the before we got these current silly dogs, we had two hound dogs, and if you opened the door, they would probably run three or four marathons just away from the house. <laughs> you had to be so careful. Because it's like um, you watch these British shows and they just – it's time to hunt the fox and they just open the barn door and the dogs just go. And they will just go and go and go and go and go and that's what she did, I guess. Yep. Adorable. <laughs> Luke uh, is inspired by this story. He wants to be a more relaxed dog owner. He feels like he's been taking his responsibilities <laughs> with Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at this comment. I don't know how it's possible for him to be a more relaxed dog owner. You know, literally. I think he gets uh, upset after Rudy's done whatever she's going to do. I think that part is true. He's 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 very apologetic once Rudy's put her muddy beach paws all over a couple <laughs> uh, lesbians walking on the beach. Hey, dog! Why did you do this thing? I never taught you not to do. Yeah, I'm so angry that I never trained you at all to do anything other than jump <laughs> on people. Well, I think his dream is to just let Rudy run around while he enjoys Meredith. This is from your notes. Just uh, taking a nap in his hammock tent. Mm-hmm. Hanging his coat on his coat rack. <laughs> If only he could be sipping a gin and tonic looking over the Hollywood Hills. You mean a tonic and gin. All right. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I uh, hate you. Uh, Mick sales, as I put it in the notes, McDonald's sales are up thanks to all day breakfast, which is the opposite of everything I had heard until this story. Um, but I guess the argument that they're becoming more relevant because of it is good. And we don't have to talk about it now because we've got more McDonald's talk later in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke says the Panthers still suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I hope he keeps saying that because I think I'm going to bet on the Panthers. Yep. Yeah, he's jinxing it. Uh, and we'll round out Monday by saying Weird Ale's agent is weird and Andrew got a shitload of peanut butter emails. <laughs> Hot topics. Yeah. Um, we buy natural peanut butter. It works. I never had a problem with it. I don't know. Do you put it in the fridge? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's why. The end. If you don't do it, then it is just a soupy mess. Annoying. Yeah. yeah, I don't even, I don't use that, the natural stuff, but even I know that you're supposed to put it in the fridge. I mean, he's going to hurt himself if he, if he doesn't follow the instructions that are written on the jar. Yeah. Can somebody go check the expiration date on that peanut butter? Oh, God. Tuesday, 2041. I will fight you, Moby. Luke's in Portland at Mississippi Studios. Andrew has a big weekend coming up, which comes up several more times this week. Um, <clears throat> Luke recalls that Camaro Kev set up his Apple TV over the weekend, and his payment for that was having to sit through archival Van Halen footage. I think Camaro Kev, uh, I think he has versed himself in all of this technology only to get people to watch this stuff with him. <laughs> Can you imagine like, his poor wife? <laughs> oh, she probably never asked him for help with anything. You know, <laughs> she doesn't want to end up watching a Def Leppard marathon. She has a <laughs> Razor flip phone from 1999. <laughs> yeah, like, no, nope, I'm good with it. Good over here. <laughs> Look, you marry a man with a laser disc player, you take the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, and then and then you get up and go flip it over and take the ride again. <laughs> uh. Luke recalls his encounter with M Ward at the recent announcement thing that he did and talks about how M Ward was kind of cold to him. I guess that's the way to put it. Uh, I don't like or dislike M Ward. I have no preference on M Ward. Mike, you hate music. So you probably don't count here. Ladies. He's fine. Yeah. Same. I like him when he sings with Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew wants to start writing the show titles first and then reverse engineering the shows to match them. I don't have a problem with it. I just think the, the those particular titles weren't very good. I, I, I think yeah. it could be a good segment if the titles were written better. Well, it lacks inspiration. You need that spur of the moment nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe it is something that's not workable. Yeah. Top story, rapper B.O.B. says the world is flat. Oh, boy. I can't believe a rapper would not be educated and say something stupid. I cannot believe that. Uh, And, of course, uh, is incredibly (laughs) anti-Semitic, according to the guys. Well, it's true. How did Andrew not notice that? I mean, he talks about the kippa. Well, I didn't know what the kippa was, but Dr. Who was it? David Irving? I think David Irving is somebody he referenced in that song, and he's a Holocaust denier. Right. (laughs) And that's where that all ties back. Um, I don't have a lot to add to this whole thing, except that it's been a fun arc to follow between this guy and Neil deGrasse Tyson. What are the odds that this was cooked up just to stir the pot and get some publicity for a rapper nobody's heard of since his one song five years ago? I don't think so. I don't either. Because he had so many other previous tweets where he was spouting off these proof that the world is flat. 
YouTube videos are proof, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is why I had to edit the Coast to Coast Wikipedia page. <laughs> so YouTube what, videos are how I know that nine uh, eleven was an inside job. Right, right. What we're saying, or what he's saying, is um, you go because of the polar ice caps. It's so inhospitable. No one can can go up there and just look mm-hmm. over the edge. Right. It's too cold. <laughs> no one has proof. No one has an airplane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you cracked it. One yeah, word. Well airplane. played. I hadn't thought of that part. <clears throat> this will come back. Uh, email from Tuesday. I thought this was worth mentioning that a place called Hollywood Apartments is being built on the site of an old Hollywood video. <laughs> I know exactly where this is because I used to go to that Hollywood video all the time. Really? Yeah, so- because my dad lived um, a block away, and so we would walk there and get videos. <laughs> well, I guess DVDs, not... Right. I always think videos as the VHS, but yeah. Right. This episode, I might have had the most stuff in it of any episode in the week because this also had the Life Zap seven signs people dislike you. <laughs> uh, it could also be subtitled called, or you work with a bunch of jerks. Yes. I just went to the article for the first time and I'm, I just put it in our, our chat. I'm really amused at the stock photo that they used mm-hmm, for yes. this sort of pointing finger right in the face of this guy who doesn't understand what he's doing wrong. Oh my God. Yeah. He doesn't get it. <laughs> Come on. I, whiny broad. I don't understand who is the disliked person. Is she pointing a finger? Cause he broke all of her shit or is he the disliked person? He's like, but you leave me out every time, every time I'm always picked last for the oh. project. I think oh. this could be also titled, six things because two of them are exactly the same (laughs) yes but seven sounds punchier i guess but leaving people out and being the last man out are two separate items back to the photo i just just one of the things she's upset about is his pants are a little too tight look at the basket on that guy (laughs) (laughs) he needs to go change that's a little much for the office <laughs> There's actually pictures on the subsequent pages. There's this girl who is clearly <laughs> rolling her eyes while people are talking about her behind her back, literally. Because <laughs> that's what happens in the workplace. That's how it goes. And then there's this paper chain of cutouts of people, except one of them is not attached, and he's it. He, Andrew, is sitting alone. <laughs> Well, they have to do these visual representations because you're sending a shitty direct message to one of your friends about somebody that doesn't read. So they're, they got, they're playing to the back row with these images. Well, maybe this person is left out because he's always sitting around. <laughs> yeah, the rest right. of them are all Jeremy's over at their standing desks and Andrew right. wants to sit down and eat his sausage. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wants to dip that sausage in some lemon and Tabasco, which I don't recommend, by the way. Did you try it? I had really painful it's a lot of acid and a lot of grease. Yeah. And your, your urethra is not equipped for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aiden, I'm sorry about 
three or four years from now when that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you finally get my stupid joke and you're like, oh, I'm offended. Uh, email from a listener in New Zealand. Uh, so they were talking about this marketing where McDonald's is announcing that something big is coming, but they're mm-hmm. not saying what. And uh, listener in New Zealand suggests it might be touch screens because that's something that they already have there. And this listener, uh, an email from a female writing from a sheep and beef station in New Zealand. Sounds like someplace you'd like to eat, Bobby. (laughs) I would get behind that. No problem. (laughs) Just show up with a big carving knife. Yeah. Uh, Meredith, you made a note about EFT POS. Oh, I just couldn't believe how, how much Andrew couldn't believe that Luke (laughs) knew what those words, those letters stood for. (laughs) He was like, what, what are you talking about? How do you know that? Andrew hasn't had a lot of real jobs. You know, he worked in the fiberglass factory and then he worked in public radio. He doesn't know about point of sale. He doesn't know about electronic funds transfer. He's a simple kid. I had a friend who drove a CRV POS for a long time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Mine too. It looked like a jogging shoe, that car. (laughs) Uh, following up on the McDonald's uh, revolution in food, uh, listener Jojo in Tokyo, friend of our show, Jojo, uh, actually let us know that in Tokyo uh, and in Japan, they've been rolling out McDonald's chocolate French fries. And uh, he actually left us a message uh, accounting his experience. He actually went uh, at the urging of Jeremy from our Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> and went and tried these chocolate french fries and surreptitiously recorded himself doing it. So uh, I think we should actually take a minute now, guys, since this whole week was kind of a dud for audio gold. Uh, what do you say we call this our clip of the week and take a listen to our report from listener Jojo in Tokyo? Hey, this is self-appointed Japan correspondent and friend of the show, Jojo here. Um, and the other day I got a tweet from somebody from the LRB um, asking about the chocolate french fries um, available here in Japan right now at McDonald's. I don't normally go in McDonald's, but uh, I thought, well, since I've been asked, I'll go and give them a try and do my best. So, here goes nothing. Okay, I'll have to speak in hushed tones because McDonald's is pretty funereal. There are about 20, 30 people in here and nobody's speaking. Welcome to Tokyo at, um, well, 11 o'clock at night. Um, So, the fries are in front of me. They're covered in chocolate sauce, which came out of a rather disappointing twin pack. Basically, we've got regular old fries, just to check. Sorry, I know people hate it when people eat on the radio. They're just normal fries. Okay, let's try one with chocolate on. you know what? That's actually not too bad. Um, it's basically McDonald's fries with some fairly cheap chocolate sauce on top. Um, 
that's about it really. Nothing amazing, nothing mind-blowing. Um, you could probably make them at home. I don't know why you'd want to, unless you really, really, really want that type 2 diabetes. But uh, hey, um, that's that. All right, well, uh, I guess I'm going to try and finish these so that I don't offend the McDonald's gods. Um, I'll let you know if I make it at the end. Thanks. Okay, I'm back outside now where I can talk a little louder. Um, so, that was the McDonald's chocolate french fry experience. Um, overall, I give it a 1.5 or a 2 out of 5. Not great. Uh, McDonald's fries are pretty hard to get wrong. Uh, but I wouldn't recommend this. Um, I prefer ketchup, uh, chili sauce, even ranch. <laughs> um, sorry, Mike. But yeah, even ranch. Um, anything like that would do um, so yeah I, I don't recommend it um, so yeah for now stay away from Tokyo um, stay away until baseball season um, and then I'll see you all here for the first Wallers game right alright guys <laughs> take care thanks for the show as always alright bye alright around the horn guys would you eat the McDonald's chocolate french fries which are actually just regular french fries drizzled in shitty chocolate sauce um, Christy I don't love chocolate so could we switch it out for caramel no they're chocolate french fries <laughs> i would try it i probably won't like it but i'll try it meredith um i like mcdonald's fries mm-hmm. but i like them drenched in salt and i don't like cruddy chocolate he said it wasn't very good so i'd probably try it but i wouldn't eat the whole thing mm-hmm. we could Mine. share one Okay. Okay. <laughs> That'll be whoever gets the second half of that order two days later in the mail is going to be really. <laughs> yeah, their their review is going to be very different. Yeah. Mike. Well, if uh, if we allow substitutions, I'm taking gravy and cheese curds uh, instead of the chocolate. But if <laughs> right. we can't so, do that, um, probably not. I don't they sell that at McDonald's in Canada? Yes. We were talking about this before we opened up the mics. Uh, that's just, yeah, McDonald's has poutine fries in Canada. I'm, okay, I'd try that. I'm getting uh, hungry, but no, I would not try the, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like, ooh, yuck, I don't want it, but it, I don't think it'd be for me. But as far as this clip goes, I would listen to JoJo read the phone book. Me Meow. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all in yeah. on JoJo. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be in Buffalo in a couple of weeks. If any listeners to this show that I don't know about are in Western New York and want to take a day trip to Niagara Falls to get some poutine fries with me from the McDonald's in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Let me know. We'll make it happen. Otherwise I'm not going cause I'm not going that far for McDonald's poutine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Possible show title. <laughs> if you do, you have to record it. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I will also order in Japanese. Um, <laughs> 
get a voicemail at the end of the show. Uh, a listener suggests that they do a politics talk session uh, in similar style as the No Point Conversion or Song of Ice and Spoilers. Ooh. Right. But instead of that being a regular thing, it just turns into a long political conversation. Yeah. yeah see, I can get behind it because they are itching to talk about politics. But for some reason, they think they need to stop to like go around the whiners that can are going to imagine like it? what this is going to do to the Facebook page. You guys mm. should not happen. Well, I don't know. Uh, Mike already put every Trump meme he could find on the Facebook. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not going to reappear seven times. <laughs> um, Luke and Paula Poundstone shared an Uber talk shit about Donald Trump and then found out that their Uber driver was a Trump <laughs> supporter. Uh, that's the Uber driver's problem, not theirs, right? Right. Why, yeah. Don't feel guilty. Yeah. I think that wraps up Tuesday. I'll take your silence as a yes. Wednesday, 2042, Beef and Frank. Uh, Luke begins the episode by talking about the sweat in his ears from going on a jog. So thanks for that. How 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 does that happen? I mean, that if, happens to me a lot when I'm walking the dog in the summer. It gets inside your ear. Yeah, and and they'll zap you a little bit. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I'd wear a flat Earth beef watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but don't get Camaro Kev to help you set it up because God help you, you're gonna you're gonna be watching a lot of like Jefferson airplane videos. There's just a just white snake blasting from my watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we get some weather chat. Uh, one of them brings up it must have been Luke the Randy Newman intro from the movie Major League in the background. Um, How come the Andrew doing his how come that's not a drop that's being used? There were a couple times during the week it could have easily been used. I don't know. I cut it together. (laughs) Probably because Andrew's the one that does the drops in the intros. Right. Mm. (laughs) Well, someone should insist. Uh, (laughs) I know I Easter egged it at the end of the last recap Mm -hmm. episode, so it's definitely available. We have it isolated if anyone wants to do anything with it. Yeah, Yeah, just shoot me a message. I'll send it to you. You can make it a ringtone. Uh, (laughs) But what a terrible thing that would be. You get a text and it's just (laughs) every time. (laughs) Well, every time I get a text now, it's Mike going hee hee hee. See, that's 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 discreet. It's It's, It's a lovely sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a beef update. Neil deGrasse Tyson's nephew puts out a terrible, although somewhat endearing. Uh, yeah, I think he needs to start writing lyrics for Bob to deliver. Right. I think uh, he had some clever little lines there, but he sucks. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting right. truce. Yeah. Little Hoagie would have been a better choice. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, talk of uh, the Palin spoof on Saturday Night Live with Tina Fey from last weekend and the Oscars spoof, uh, followed by some love for Frank Stallone, who the, always the thing lives about in the, the shadow. The Palin 
thing is I'm no longer interested in watching the spoof. It was good when she first did it, when Sarah Palin was sort of in check and then Tina Fey would take it to the next level, but you can't take it to a next level from where Sarah Palin is now. No, she's a parody no. of herself at this point. Right? Yeah. There's no more comedy to be made except for just what she's making. And that breaking the third wall thing with the, with him looking at the camera, the Trump uh, character acting as if he was the rational one. That really didn't work for me. Did you guys watch that sketch? No. no. Eh. Yeah. I agree. But but I do agree with Andrew that that Oscars skit was the best. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. That was hilarious. Um, Meredith, you're our lady scientist. So why don't you fucking love science? I hate that site so much. <laughs> um, terrible. Because, well, I mean, it's anything, let me just say, anything that gets people excited about science is a good thing. And it has done that. But it's a really reductive and overly simplistic site. And it it makes science seem, in reality, science is boring and slow and often results in nothing. And this site kind of just seems like the fat Jew of science. Yes. And yes. real science, like Luke said, science nerds love the site. They do not. Mm-mm. Right. It's really for the science lay person. Yeah. And that's I, fine, but it it's not to be taken all that seriously. Right. Uh, I lose track of, I fucking love science posts because they always get mixed up with all of my George Takei quotes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're usually one and the same. Yeah. Uh, top story, but not really is that Luke is consulting on wait, wait, don't tell me this week because the writer's room is so thin that they just need extra people to help punch up jokes. Uh, th- I think that's an interesting role for him. I'm still a little sad that he hasn't guest hosted it since years and years ago. Uh, but I guess is Pesca back this week? I haven't listened. I haven't listened to it either. So I don't know. Um, Pesca does a pretty good job, probably better than Luke would, but still I'd love to see Luke host again. He did bring up the awkwardness of that though, because when you're not actually in the room and you're helping with jokes, you know, uh, from people that uh, you might know them, but you might not know them really, really well. Uh, it, you do want to be careful about sounding like an asshole. Like, oh, well, that part of it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> maybe you should have thought this part through and said this, you know, like you have to really be confident in whatever you're saying is way funnier than what they came up with to say anything. Yeah, because they just have them on mute and they're like, get a load of this guy. <laughs> they're all rolling their eyes. He's yep. sitting on the floor. They're flipping off the the phone. <laughs> right. The the jack off motion is being used. Yep. <laughs> that's the, that's just the biggest nightmare. Him to do that. Yeah. <laughs> when you're on a when you're on a call or you're giving a presentation on a on a call, you're just imagining some some guy you know ten states away just going, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> that's why we all need cough buttons. Um. Wait, wait, could use the help. I, I love Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh, and I think this has come up recently on our show. But I feel like sometimes the material's just a little, like they really, they'll really uh, kick a dead horse. Like it seems like it's hard to find a week that goes by without a Kim Kardashian joke. Right. Or some other really low hanging fruit. And it's because they're all working so hard to get their laugh lines in and. Luke's guilty of it too. Once he's on there, I think he falls into the same traps. Oh, of course. Who wouldn't? I mean, you know, you're going to get a laugh if you say Trump. Mm -hmm. Am I right? 
you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, uh, the real top story from Wednesday is that a white actor is going to be playing Michael Jackson. Woof. Do we want to go anywhere near this or do we just want to acknowledge it and move on? I just think it's it's more or less an impossible situation because any way you think about it, you're like, eh, that's not going to work. Uh, well, nah. why, why not just have a light skinned black guy do it? Yeah. But just because you have light skin doesn't mean you're a white guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. His skin changed over his life. So how can you have the same actor? Yeah, but his, his, per, his bot, I mean, his body changed a lot too, but he's still a black guy. Like, so you you think they should? Okay, I'm, we're into it. All right, this is good. Okay. Um, I was trying to think of how how I would cast this movie and and try to be as true to how he actually looked and and acted. And if if you follow his whole career as an adult, he he ends up looking completely different. Well, in that case, then you'd have a white woman play him. <laughs> Right toward the end, <laughs> a, a frail white woman, right, uh, wearing pajamas. Elderly Chinese lady is yeah. going to play him for his last <laughs> year. I just don't get. Maybe I'm saying just don't make this movie. There just doesn't seem to be a way to. <laughs> well, that too. That's another option. <laughs> but I want to print the money that comes from the movie. <laughs> right, I mean, that's, that's the, the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> Right, the OJ thing's on, and they're like, okay, oh, the OJ thing's going to make money again. I bet we could wring some money out of a Michael Jackson mm-hmm. story. There's just right. nobody is going to just say, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. I have nothing to add to this conversation, but Mike, I'm sure that we'll find a way you need to apologize oh, for that. Oh, sure. Next I'm going to have to apologize for that. <laughs> I, all I'm really saying is don't do it. There's just no way yeah. to do it without, without looking, it looking bad or you looking bad. That's the safest course of action. But I think having a white man play him is about the worst. Yeah, it's pretty yes. bad. It's pretty bad. I wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't do it the other way either. So yeah. uh, let's round out Wednesday with Seahawk petition talk. Oh. Petitions to ban Cam Newton from CenturyLink, which is just not logistically possible. If the NFL wants to make money on a game where the Panthers end up playing in Seattle at some <laughs> point. And petitions to ban the petitioner from the original petition from CenturyLink. Mm. Uh, and then I think it spirals out from there. Uh, this is a gigantic waste of time for everyone. If we get enough signatures, maybe we can ban Kevin Moyers from Facebook and that will solve everyone's problem. <laughs> I meant to say, I got a package delivered by a disgruntled mailman about an hour before we started recording. Uh, I'll so work in the Sundays. Those mailmen do not like the Sunday. No. <laughs> Uh, but we really needed that new water filter for our fridge. There was no waiting. <laughs> nope. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't go tap one more day. Nope. No, we're not in Flint. It would have been fine, but yeah, you'd be uh, fine. Yeah. Hey, Amazon wants to do it. I'm not going to stop them. Uh, Thursday, 2043. You guys, it's our favorite episode of the week. Wah, wah, ma. God damn it. Starting with the Christians who all need to get their shit together. <laughs> I'm interested to hear the lady's perspective on this. Um, Christy, you're closer to this than I am. Yeah, you're on you're on the fringes of of this yeah. controversy. Christy. It's at uh, Christy K R I S T I with a heart over the eye. Oh. Uh, um, I don't know. 
I find it irritating. People have found my name difficult throughout the years. I used to have a teacher who insisted on calling me Mary because she couldn't figure out Meredith, which is like, okay, but that's not my name. Like, why not just learn the name and call the person their name? Yeah, I agree. Well, my stepdaughter uh, was named, is named Meredith, and we call her Mary, but when I'm saying it, I'm seeing it M-E-R-I. Yeah, and it's a little like a nickname. It's yeah. not M A R Y because right. you cannot figure out right. how to remember the word Meredith. Right, Meredith is not a difficult <laughs> name. That was my teacher's issue. This is like, you know, every school has a couple of foreigners. More or less, every school has a couple of foreigners, and uh, we had not, a- not once Trump's in charge. So <laughs> there's my um, there's my wait wait don't tell me laugh line. Yes, okay. thank you. Do you mean foreigners like from another school district or from another country? From another country. Like international student. Okay. We had a student, uh, a colleague of mine in my classes uh, named uh, Kilwateron. And cool. she just That's went a by A lot Annie. of postal abbreviations right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Starting with Quebec. I didn't know we could bring. And at the end, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, Annie. She's just Annie for everybody's entire life. And it never occurred to us then that it's just that because nobody wanted to learn her name, mm. which is really sad in hindsight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so let's not do that to people. Although we're going to be okay with Kirsten because as Andrew said, it's a spicy take on an old favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. I don't mind a Kirsten. Yeah. 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 Uh, Luke recalls his wait, wait, uh, bluffed the listener from being on last week where he, came up with a spelling bee where Ikea swooped in, but all the kids had to spell Ikea furniture. <laughs> Here's what I've never understood about the bluff, the listener thing. The panelists will get about halfway into their story and it'll be believable. And then they'll say something ridiculous to make it completely unbelievable. And that's where they're getting it wrong. If they want to fool the listeners, why don't they make it funny, but still even remotely plausible? Right. The best ones are. Sometimes they will nail it in that way. Well, but. and sometimes the real story is something so ridiculous in it. Yeah. Yeah. That it's hard to believe. But once that spelling bee hit the... Uh, well, yeah. Ikea furniture... Sp- like, obviously not possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be pretty cool, um, though. It would be funny. Because the, the worst part about the Scripps Howard one in DC is it goes on and on and on and on. Um, and the occasional levity when someone has to spell numna, but, <laughs> but just to shorten it up with those crazy names, you know, you could get that spelling bee done in like an hour and a half and everyone's, everyone's, you know, at the red and Robin eating bottomless fries. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the real reason this came up is because Luke wanted to end that bluffed the listener with a joke that he remembers from Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's something, t- I can't remember the name of the furniture. What uh, God never closes in Ectorp without opening. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And I think an Ectorp is a kind of uh, shelving unit. Yep, Cause I think we is. have one. I don't mm-hmm. know the word for door and window, but that's the gist of it. Uh, but he didn't do it because he could not figure out who tweeted it and get permission from that person to do it. I'm genuinely surprised that he didn't just do it. Mm, I was right with him on that, though. 
I, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't, but I thought he was going to. I thought the end of the story was be was going to be an idea. We wouldn't have anyway. heard the story if he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But when you're when you're uh, at a spelling bee, like an IKEA spelling bee, and you have to, you're you're spelling it out, but do you have to say A with the little circle on top of it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have to describe the letters? That, that would be funny. You have to get all the accents correct. <laughs> an E with a slash through it. <laughs> and then also draw what that product is. Right. Draw the little man putting it together. That's not that hard. He's got a pencil behind his ear. And then in the next frame, he looks nervous. And then in the next frame, <laughs> he's holding a phone. Sometimes he's calling he, he calls a, a, his direct line to Ikea. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Luke's back in the wait, wait, writer's room, actually. And then we get to wah, wah, ma talk. Uh, these amalgams of state abbreviations for the listeners supporter of the day. Um, okay. Where, where it came out of, I can appreciate. It was kind of cute how Andrew wants to track every day where the listeners of the day are. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of cute. A little talk about that, but once they got into the postal abbreviations full on, and then the next day went back to it. Oof. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This was a make Mike mad. Yep. They did it on purpose. It did. It did seem like I was being trolled. I was incredulous. I, <laughs> uh, what? Mike, did you notice some of your stuff was broken this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think they don't like me. I think this is that sign number eight that someone doesn't like you when they do uh, when they make you listen to postal abbreviation talk. I think the second one is that you're always blamed for things, and they are always looking right mm-hmm. at you when someone. That's pranks true. Them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> God damn it! People don't like me. I don't like this. Seven signs people dislike your podcast. Well, <laughs> you guys are three of those sevens. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Uh, the top story for Thursday: Russell Wilson <laughs> doting on Sierra on Twitter. Uh, his words happen to be the words that come up as the top result when you Google how to describe a beautiful woman. Well, in those words, all they said was she's got black hair. That wasn't really that complimentary, right? <laughs> Yeah, I found the page, obviously, uh, as I borrowed some of their elegant words to intro. What, you didn't write those? No, I'll confess. (laughs) Plus, I want to give credit so the plagiarism gods don't come after me. It's not the first result anymore on Google because it's under a bunch of stories about this (laughs) top story. (laughs) Um, But it's not even a particularly useful site. Like, it's not directed at specifically how to do that. Like there's more involved. There's much weirder stuff on that page that gets very specific. It's like a creative writing page. So. Uh, it wasn't it, that creative. Right. Exactly. Um, I want to pull it back up now. You know, what's this better reminds- than all that is just say, say, Hey, you look pretty. Good enough. This reminds me of like the dumb jock that gets the nerd kid to write the love letter for him, like on uh, My So-Called Life and Jordan Catalano. No? That's cute. Yeah. No, that's cute. So this is under a section called Describing Females. 
Mm. And it's broken down into levels of intensity. So level one starts with hair by color. There's a red hair section, a black hair section. That's where that came from. Then mm-hmm. sweet lips, then personality. She like, had a cheerful oh, character. Choose your, own, she, choose your own Twitter mm-hmm. misadventure. She had a bubbly yeah, it's like outlook. Chinese food. Pick one from column A, one from column B. Right. Uh, then a whole section on clothes. Then level two is a basic paragraph, and that's where I lifted some of my descriptions. Uh, but it's very um, like romance novel, paperback novelly. Her mm-hmm. lips tasted strawberry sweet when I kissed her. She had a bouncy personality and a sugary voice, which I adored. Not to, content to be just another drone, she wore vibrant clothes. But then level three goes to creative paragraphs, and level four goes to advanced paragraphs. And it gets like. Uh, that's really weird. Do you see that first sentence? Her Amazonian figure sat well on her wafer thin body. Right. What fuck does that even mean? That doesn't even make sense. Her calamine pink lips tasted like rose petals. It surprised me that they were plump and Botox boosted as she had a demure, timorous personality. Calamine, the stuff you put on mosquito bites. And Botox boosted is not something I would use. No, to no. And then after all that, uh, plugs for his books on Amazon. Writing with Stardust. I'm not saying this guy's name because he does not deserve the bump, the LRB bump. I think it's a made-up name, too. <laughs> uh, that was the saving grace of Thursday's show, I think. Uh, because the rest of the round, we get Mad Dog, Tape, more sports yelling. Uh, an email about M. Ward being secure enough to look like a dick. <laughs> wear uh, a puffy coat on stage yep <laughs> some Billy stage lights are hot how is he not I sweating know. he's too cool to sweat Ooh, that's how he stays slim yeah uh, Billy Joel talk and then I noted I rarely note this but the easter egg at the end of this episode was the Somerville Massachusetts uh, location robot from YouTube. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that far. Oh. I turned this episode off and threw my phone out the window. So <laughs> I missed that. Uh, great place to visit. Somerville, <laughs> Massachusetts. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, God, I can't find it on the fly. I, and that one's, it's a harder one to find than some cities because there's actually stuff on YouTube about Somerville. It's a Sometimes tutor, you, <laughs> that's other end of the city, but that's fine. Uh, third Friday, 2044, daddy was a rolling soapbox. Uh, Luke says that Andrew pre-funked before the episode and then there's no talk of it. I don't know if Luke was joking or what the hell he was talking about. Yeah, I heard that too. But it they recorded like two o'clock. Maybe you had some drinks at lunch? Maybe. I don't know. It's just weird that it came up and then didn't come yeah. back. Um This was this was a slog of a show. Uh burning your mouth on hot food, followed by wanting a cough button, followed by Andrew once again describing his big weekend. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to see David Cross and Durs in town. <laughs> uh, Jenny Lewis, my one-time musical crush, and uh, M. Ward, of course. 
Um, and uh, it didn't make my notes, but Meredith, you kindly noted the only other person who put notes on this week's show. So I keep referring to them. Mm-hmm. Jenny Slate's also in the mix. Yeah. The Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Yes. I love her. Yeah. She's pretty great. Uh, we already talked about Mark Russell editing his own Wikipedia page back. This buds for you, Buffalo Bob, the asshole who actually erased my comment about tall ships. <laughs> <laughs> And said, you must be talking about a different Mark Russell. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite. Like, he doesn't want to acknowledge that I guess I was trolling the page. Or maybe he thinks I was actually thinking about a different Mark Russell. The artist, the sketch artist, Mark Russell. (laughs) Uh, Luke can't get a New York Times subscription because he thinks it's because he lives uh, around too many uh, dullards, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> uh, except his neighbor the 95 year old Doris uh, with Uno cards I want to hear more about her too. me too is that the neighbor that um, that uh, they had tea with or lunch with or something shortly after they moved in I think so I think it so. must be right I want to hear more about the kid that died <laughs> gave her Uno oh. cards and did she <laughs> Give did the kid on his deathbed give the Uno cards or did she just snag them? No, I think I assume she just inherited. Yeah, him. like they went to the reading of the will, and then she was pretty excited when <laughs> the Uno. Ooh, cards. I'm going to snatch these Uno cards. Yeah. <laughs> she was left the Uno cards. We could have Granny time with an actual Granny if they got Doris on the show once every couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Luke's going to see Paula Poundstone this weekend, but couldn't figure out how to get backstage access. I didn't know there was a stage in Mount Vernon worthy of Paula Poundstone. Yeah. The, that, uh, Ryan Stiles lives up there and he does shows all the time at that theater. Cool. I like Mount Vernon. It's a cool little town, but I I had no idea that it supported like visiting like real names. Right. If you guys pitch in with me, do you want to order Luke Burbank a box of cards that say that you just met Luke Burbank? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you know my boss used to have cards that he left that said um, his name apologizes for everything that he may have said or done tonight. And he would leave those up or hand them out. We should get those. He was a real comedian, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Was he sort of an embarrassing guy or was this just a spoof? Well, it, it is a spoof. Okay. He probably didn't realize the ways he was embarrassing. Right. In real life. Exactly. <laughs> Call this number to get your dry cleaning reimbursed. I mean, <laughs> I'm asking seriously because since I have to apologize every week, I'm thinking of getting cards. Oh, yeah. But you have to fly around to deliver them. The yeah, cards are true. cheap, but the airfare. That's true. <laughs> Uh, top story Friday. PETA wants to buy the silence of the lamb's house and turn it into a, was it a compassion museum? Mm-hmm. Empathy museum. Empathy museum. That's stupid. What, Peter's what is stupid. in an empathy museum, by the way? Not lotion hoses, thought about. that's for sure. Just no. Well, they said that they would put their traveling horror show inside of a, uh, a building. Who wants to pay and watch that? People that, that stuff want is PETA. So upsetting. <laughs> 
It reminds me of a museum. It's in St. Augustine, Florida. It's called the Museum of American Tragedy, which uh, when I lived in Florida, I went there twice. And they have things like um, the Bonnie and Clyde car. They have uh, the, the I think it was either the ambulance or the hearse that carried John F. Kennedy's body. Uh, and they, they would have, they had like uh, furniture from the bedroom of some mass murder. It sounds kind of interesting. It is. Yeah. It is a little bit. That's why I went back twice. It is a little bit interesting. And I was trying, before I went to that museum, I was thinking, what the hell is going to be in this museum? And I'm having those same thoughts about the empathy museum. But what you guys are saying is it's just a, it's, just displays about slaughtering animals or cruelty to animals. Yeah, they said that there's a thing where you follow the life of a chicken through the eyes of a chicken in a processing plant. Yeah. Mm. That sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, I have a tangentially related story. Um, back in college, early college, I dated a girl for a couple of months who was a vegan, and her brother was, um, he fancied himself an activist. And he and some idiot friends broke into an egg farm where Wegmans, the grocery store, sources their eggs. And they filmed as much as they could and released a documentary about it, except that they allegedly, this is what Wegman says, and actually knowing these people, I would tend to believe that they are, in fact, idiots. Um, they spliced in a bunch of video from other places that they sourced from somewhere to make it look a lot worse than it was. Oh, they they uh, Planned Parenthood did it. Yes, I've heard that yes. about a lot of these so-called so sting videos where they show all this cruelty that a lot of it is fake. Right. Uh, and uh, my uh, very oh, girlfriend seems so serious. It wasn't that serious. But this girl's brother ended up going to jail for like six months because on top of the B&E, uh, Wegmans also just, I mean, they sued the living crap out of these kids. Yeah. Uh, so basically he got what he had coming and it was a hack job. Mm. So there you go. That's my well, story. Well, also, Peter's saying this because they want them to donate the house. Well, yeah. And Peter says everything for publicity and donations. Mm -hmm. Right. So anything to yeah. get a headline. Uh, this story leads to Luke defending eating meat in moderation because animals eat meat, which I'm sure is going to get him a shitload of email. <laughs> and Andrew <laughs> tells us that he had a dream complete with dream, dream catcher music. Uh, he dreamed he was eating a double quarter pounder, no cheese. <laughs> of course. So gross. It would be a nightmare if there was cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get an email about state abbreviation phrases, but let's just leave that there. Music Thank for you. your weekend. <laughs> Andrew uh, picks an Amanda Blank song. Luke has a new Kanye, Kendrick Lamar song. And listener Jeff takes us to I Want You Back by the Hoodoo Gurus. Uh, and that concludes your broadcast week. Thank of God. TBTL. I can't believe that that song Andrew um, picked wasn't a um, song of the summer nomination at the time. That was a great song. Yeah. Uh, well, you know how he is about rap, the rap music in the song of the summer. It's very sensitive yeah. about the language. And there was no cutting that around that song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I listened to Friday's episode at one and a half speed, which I don't usually do, but I was catching up and I always forget to turn it back down when I do that, when I hit music for your weekend. And so <laughs> all the music sounds like a dance remix. Chipmunks. 
Uh, Christy, do you have any housekeeping on archiving? So this comes out on Monday, February. F- no, this comes out on Monday. No, mm-hmm. I was right. It comes out on Monday, February 1st. So we'll have archived everything we wanted to archive by the end of January by tomorrow, right? No, we have <laughs> about 10 weeks. This is the first goal I haven't met Aww. when I set a month goal, but oh. it's slowly getting done. So 2012 sadly isn't finished being archived and today is the deadline for weeks for our two donation pledges well thank you it's already too late thank you to the people (laughs) who are hustling and thank you to our donors which is amazing yes because eventually we're going to have to come up with a more formal way to share all this information with everyone and there's probably going to be some time and money involved there oh for sure (laughs) And uh, keep up the good work, everybody. And I, I didn't mean to push this into a down note on that. There's been a lot of work done. And I think that the other three of us who aren't Christy are just in awe at the amount of work Christy puts into organizing all of this. Yes. <laughs> so I just wanted to say um, Jack Taylor was the original pledge. And then Ann Lundholm just decided to match his donation. And then um, Amy Shepard will send you... Memphis cheese, which Mike and I can both attest to, is delicious. Ponchos. If you archive 25 weeks. Ponchos. And Ashley. It's worth it. Queso Blanco. Yes. And I had a prize I wanted to give to the first person who got to 20 weeks, but Christy said no, because it was a horrifying doll at Savers. <laughs> and she said that no everyone would stop past. at 19 weeks. <laughs> So you're not getting a prize from me if you get to 20 weeks. That was a horrifying doll. <laughs> or pick a better one. <laughs> I'll Is work it haunted, on, at least? I'll work on that. I'll find yeah. something pleasant and stupid to mail you if you hit 20 weeks. Maybe Don't. some d- drawings of tall ships. <laughs> Just don't Straight send that uh, Dirty Sanchez jersey that you were <laughs> sending to us it had stains on it it's not my fault it was, oh. it's a pre-made halloween costume course mark sanchez yep. new yeah. york jets pre-stained <laughs> yeah yep. um i have one thing to say about so the if you guys get the newsletter andrew put out what everybody thinks is the reason luke calls him known for drawing of tall ships mm. and i actually hope that he never tells us mm. Because I think the reality is probably pretty boring because it's an inside joke. You know, yeah. whenever you explain an inside joke, yeah, it's boring to anyone who wasn't there. And I think that the guessing and the way that it's driving everyone insane <laughs> by not knowing. Right. Is, it's a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. I'm actually impressed with Luke finding a new way to really deep level troll all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he did it. I mean, the original cat rolling was the same way. And once in a while, he just has these moments of inspiration. And now everyone, they just created so much content out of nothing. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, And with that, uh, find us online at littleredbandwagon.com, on Facebook at Little Red Bandwagon and the Stens page. Christy on Twitter is at Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. Meredith is at Meredith underscore M-A-H-A-N. Mike's at Drew McFrizz. I'm at RL Pape. Producer Jeremy is a dadstronaut. The show Twitter is LRB Podcast. 
If you're anywhere near a McDonald's that serves something weird and different, please let us know on Twitter and we'll connect and then encourage you to spend your own money and time eating it and recording something for us. <laughs> Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com, voicemail at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Or you can do what JoJo did and actually record a voice memo on your phone and uh, just email it to us. The audio quality is better, and uh, he didn't have to pay for a phone call from Japan. <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, Christy, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. Uh, we were thinking in lieu of a clip from the show, we would just use JoJo in Tokyo. I like that. Uh, nothing else this week inspired me. Mm-mm. Me neither. <laughs> Except for maybe Luke going, hell yeah, cowboys, big ass old Texas. <laughs> but that's about 30 seconds or not even. So. In Texas, it's like, hell yeah, cowboys, big as old <laughs> Texas, you know? <laughs>